0: To the Healthcare Real Estate Advisor podcast. I'm Andrew Dick, an attorney with Hall Render, the largest healthcare-focused law firm in the country. Today, we'll be speaking with Tamaya Kramer, the Associate Vice President of Real Estate at Ardent Health Services. Ardent is a national hospital and healthcare system that's based in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to talk about Tamaya's background, Ardent Health Services, and trends in the healthcare real estate industry. Tamaya, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for the invite, Andrew.
0: Amaya, before we talk about your role at Arden, let's talk about your background and tell us uh, where you're from and what you wanted to be when uh, when you pursued a professional career.
1: So um, I'm from a little bit of everywhere. I was a military brat uh, growing up, went to 14 different schools. Um, I went to college in Texas. That's actually where I, I lived for the 18 years before I moved to Nashville with Ardent. Um, went to college at Texas Women's University and um, really knew that I was skilled at negotiation and um, an analytical review of information and decided to pursue working within the real estate industry didn't start as a broker, um, but ended up, uh, taking my career down that path. And so I bring that level of experience to this role at Arden.
0: Got it. And so, so when you worked in the commercial real estate industry, talk about your roles. I mean, it's my understanding you were, you were a commercial broker, you worked for a developer. Tell us a little bit about your experience.
1: Yeah, so I started out working for an industrial real estate developer in kind of an administrative capacity. And that really gave me um, a snapshot into uh, the industry itself and the ins and outs and let me uh, begin to hone some of my negotiation and analytical skills. Um, from there, I decided to double down on that career path and uh, become a broker. I um, got my real estate license working for a local firm in Dallas, and the primary client that I had to start out with was a healthcare client. I actually worked on the corporate headquarters of the former Triad Hospitals campus um, and managed all of their real estate transactions. Um, And then as far as the developer piece of it goes, in addition to the brokerage side of things, I've also gotten some experience with build-to-suit type developments uh, related to the expansion of some of those healthcare uh, clients and um, specifically Ardent Health as
0: well. Got it. And and so at what point did you make the transition to Ardent? Um, Talk about that, that transition.
1: Yes. Working in-house for another healthcare company in 2017, Um, Ardent reached out to me and was interested in centralizing some of their real estate functionality at the corporate office. Um, At the time, the real estate functions were all handled on a case-by-case basis um, at the facility level and so that led to either a lack of visibility or cohesiveness with our strategic plans um, and there was a lot of benefit to giving that visibility to the leadership team at the corporate office um, so i i presented to the executive team um, gave them a plan on how exactly we would go about centralizing the department and um, at that point, they they extended an offer to me, and um, I took that role on
0: in mid-2017. And, to my it sounds like when you presented to the executive team, it was really to build out a real estate department. And so what does that mean? Talk about building out a centralized real estate department within a larger health system. That sounds like a heavy lift. Yes, uh,
1: very much so.
0: It, it was.
1: It was slow going at first, a little bumpy along the way. Um, the first thing that you have to do when trying to stand up a real estate department that didn't exist previously is get your arms around what you currently have. You know, and we had a lot of these documents, but they weren't all in a centralized location. They were not all electronic. Um, so a large part of of what I did to start was just take an inventory of everything that we have, and a baseline of where we're at, um, and then start the process of making sure that um, each of those agreements is compliant, um, it's current, and try to add value wherever you can. Another uh, function that we work to streamline and centralize is the billing and collection of all of our income leases. So what that means is sending out rent statements to any uh, tenants that lease space from us and then collecting on those funds and reporting those down at the facility level. Previously, the hospitals each managed that locally. And at the end of the day, if rent isn't paid, that is a problem, not just from a business standpoint, but also a compliance standpoint, and so it has helped us to get in front of a lot of those issues, kind of create a standardized process of billing and collections and not letting anything get too far gone, um,
0: you know, before it's addressed. Got it. And so um, you've been at Ardent for a number of years now. And so what are some of the, the key takeaways? I mean, did you implement like a centralized technology database or how how did it work when you started centralizing the real estate function?
1: Yeah, we did. Um, So we have a web-based platform that we use that holds all of our real estate leases. We are able to pull reports out of that system. Um, We use that same system to bill the income tenants, um, their rent and any other um, uh, amounts that are owed under the lease. Um, We've created a site selection uh, and optimization system using various demographics um, and business intelligence data to help us determine where we want to be and why we want to be there. Um, So that's added a, a level of improvement to the locations that we decide to pursue. Um, rather than taking a you know wait and see approach and you know trial and error, we we're trying to get it right the first time where we can. Um, so that has significantly helped. In addition, we've we've got a, a data room of various uh, floor plans, schematics, measurements that we've been able to collect over the last four years. By engaging a firm, an architectural firm, to help us remeasure all of our spaces to ensure that what we're leasing is in fact accurate.
0: So, so Tamaya, talk about, let's let's transition and talk a little bit about strategy. So, one of the big issues that healthcare providers face today in the real estate world is whether to own or to lease their facilities. How do you approach those decisions? And does Ardent have a, a certain perspective? On whether to own or to lease?
1: So it's approached, you know, at the highest levels. Um, we we certainly want the local division leadership and the ardent leadership to kind of be the driving force behind whether we decide to own or lease something. I will tell you that the the historic approach has to lease property. Now that does not mean that we do not own property. We we have a healthy amount of both, but we do have a preference to lease, and the reason for that preference is that it doesn't tie up large capital sums of money in those hard assets um, that could otherwise be deployed into operational-type functionality and also expansion um, you know, of, of our footprint and of our various um, healthcare activities and markets.
0: And and so let's also talk about the impact of COVID, uh, Tamaya. So, how has how the impact of COVID changed the way you're doing business on behalf of the health system?
1: So, we are always trying to be as smart as
0: possible about the dollars
1: that we spend, but COVID really. Um, made us focus even more on that and try to leverage you know, what we could in order to improve existing terms or close locations in favor of better locations. Um, I'm sure a lot of other healthcare companies have gone through that same exercise. Now, we've also, from a corporate office standpoint and an administrative space standpoint, we've been looking at how to Better utilize the space that we have and ways that we can improve efficiencies. Um, One thing that we have started looking at and we've implemented um, fairly recently is a hybrid type working environment where people are in the office, you know, one, two, three days a week. Um, The rest of the week, they are working remotely from home. Um, That has enabled us through some, you know, creative exercises to potentially reduce our corporate office footprint by over 30%. We're currently sitting in about 104,000 square feet, and it looks as though we may be able to reduce that footprint down to about 75,000, still meet all of our needs, and actually improve efficiencies and collaboration across the board. And, and that same approach is being used in each of our local markets as well to evaluate our use of administrative
0: Space and how much we, in fact, actually need. Got it. So um, Tamaya, when we talk about administrative office space, there are, there are often strong feelings on behalf of um, uh, the employees that use the space. Has there been any pushback um, from employees that like to have a traditional office or um, how have your, your team members responded to this more hybrid approach? Before we
1: implemented that, um, we actually distributed a survey to all of our staff. And we asked them to weigh in on what they wanted the corporate office of the future to look like, what was important to them. You know, at that point, when we deployed the survey, we had already started working remotely um, for the most part because of COVID, because of all of the lockdowns and the restrictions. But we didn't have a cohesive hybrid working policy developed yet, and we weren't sure if it was going to continue in the future. So to, to get a decent baseline um, of where exactly the future was going to be taking us, we 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 deployed that survey, and the survey came back with seventy three percent of the staff wanted to uh, work in some type of a hybrid environment. Um, that was pretty telling. Only eleven percent of the respondents came back and said that they wanted to work in the office five days a week, which was it was a little shocking to everybody that was reviewing the results. Um, but that told us what we we needed to know that, you know, with the changes that COVID brought around, we, we were better serving our employees by giving them a chance to work in the environment that they thrive in, whether that's in an office um, without distractions from home or working from home if there aren't any distractions at home. Um, and so focusing on where someone thrives rather than just having somebody sit at a desk um, just to sit at a desk, it's it kind of it's been a culture change here at Ardent, and I can tell you that from my perspective, I'm I'm happier. I think I have a better work life balance as a result, and I think that that is probably the case with a lot of my colleagues. Um, I, I will tell you that we are planning on doing a secondary survey um, just to test the waters again and make sure that what everybody thought they wanted. Uh, earlier in this year is actually working for them um, before we start making some long-term space reduction decisions.
0: Yeah, that's interesting um, because it seems like each company has a little bit different um, response to those type of surveys, whereas um, in in the law firm world where I work, um, the attorneys always want an office and aren't as uh, flexible when it comes to giving up an office. But um, that's interesting how Arden approached it and, and how things are working out. So, um, Tamaya, let's talk a little bit about trends in the industry. What, what are some of the, the, the bigger trends in the healthcare real estate industry that, that you're noticing?
1: So I, I am noticing more of an ambulatory strategy. Um, that is where access points are um, in, an increase in access points is the goal. Um, people are looking for convenience. They're looking for things close to their, their home. Um, they don't necessarily wanna travel to an on-campus, um, you know, large acute care type facility and have to navigate all of the halls there just to get to a run-of-the-mill doctor's appointment. And so we're trying to increase those access points across most of our markets. Um, I am seeing that that is, is an, uh, an increased trend. Um, we've partnered with some urgent care uh, providers that are helping us meet that goal um, in, in several of our markets, specifically near Austin in Topeka, and Topeka and several others. Um, so a trend towards urgent care, a trend towards um, you know increased access points, And also just making sure that any new developments that are created, they're using the dollars as best they can. The construction costs are just through the roof right now, which is obviously increasing the cost of any real estate ownership and or leases associated with those developments. Um, So just noticing a little bit more cost consciousness um, across the industry
0: as a whole. And and what about telehealth, uh, Tamaya? Seems like health systems have had uh, a big increase in demand for telehealth services. Has that changed the way that, that you and your team operate?
1: Absolutely. Um, so I would say that we are starting to utilize portions in some of our clinics as a a telehealth room, as a place where doctors can go in and have a dedicated area. To conduct those telehealth visits when in uh, in person visits aren't possible. Um, It's definitely increased our volumes. Now, we don't, it doesn't necessarily translate to more dollars, but if we are able to get access to more patients, then that's not a bad thing, even if we're not necessarily seeing them in person. They're getting the quality care that they need. And um, you know they'll likely be, come back to us for more care if they had a quality experience.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I'm hearing from from other providers as well. So, um, talk about you know young professionals who are getting started in the healthcare real estate business. What what advice would you give to someone who's who's new in the business that that wants to learn as much as they can? Uh, what would you tell them? say that
1: healthcare real estate is a little bit of a different animal from typical commercial real estate, mostly in that there are compliance parameters that you have to stay within in order to keep yourself out of trouble. Um, And those don't necessarily align with the typical get the best deal for your client approach uh, that you will typically see in commercial real estate. There have actually been some times that I have had to approach a landlord and um, ask them to increase my rent because it was not fair market value any longer. Um, and you typically won't ever see anybody do that in commercial real estate. It's it's get the best deal you can. Um, the reason why we have to be careful with that in healthcare is you cannot um, you cannot. Give any type of incentive uh, for any referral business, and if, for instance, releasing space from a referral source, and we are not paying them at least the fair market value for the rent, um, or more fair, more money, more uh, than fair market value for the rent, then uh, that could be construed as an incentive to refer. So, it I would I would say that go into it still with making um, the best financial deal possible at heart, but understanding that the, the most important thing to do is to actually stay within those compliance and, and regulatory guardrails.
0: Yep, that's right. Um, I agree with you. From, in the healthcare world, the regulatory environment is very different than, than in the traditional business world. So, uh, Tamaya, this has been great. Uh, wh- where can the audience learn more about you and, and Ardent Health Services?
1: So, you can go to our website at ardenthealth.com. Um, there are several links on that webpage that will navigate you through um, our health systems and you know uh, our history, uh, where we started at, where we're going um there's also a link to careers and different news articles that um that are available that that talk a little bit about what we do and our impact in the community and i'm on linkedin so i mean I, i'm welcome to connect with with anybody um that wants to know a little bit more about what i do a little bit about ardent or um just wants to talk about real estate in general
0: great well well thanks to my th- this was uh, a good conversation and and uh Thanks to our audience for listening. On your Apple or Android device, please subscribe to the podcast and leave feedback for us. We also publish a newsletter called the Healthcare Real Estate Advisor to be added to the list. Please email me at adick at paulrenner.com.